In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. The title of today's homily is Forgiveness, Part 2. And this isn't what I started out to give when I first uh, was looking at the scripture readings today, for the, the scripture readings for today. And in fact, I actually didn't really want to give what I'm going to end up giving as the homily. And I'll tell you why in just a minute. And whether it was divine leading or divine pushing, as it might be, or whether it was my own convictions, this is, this is what I ended up with. And I just kept coming back. As much as I tried to do something else, I just kept coming back to forgiveness, part two. You know, I did, I, I read the epistle, and I see it's about giving. It is. And I read the gospel, and it's very clear. It's about loving your enemies. But isn't giving forgiveness every bit as important as giving of your time, your talents, of your mo- and your money? And isn't forgiving others the same thing as loving your enemies? It really can be. Well, the last homily I gave several weeks ago, it was on forgiveness, as set forth in the parable of the king who forgave his servant of a huge debt, only to have that servant demand payment of a much, much smaller sum from a fellow servant. I know you remember the three points from that homily, but just in case, for the one or two people they didn't, there were three points. The first one was is that we are called into account. We need forgiveness. We owe a debt, and we cannot pay it. We're called into account, and there's nothing we can do on our own. We need that forgiveness. But the second point was, is we are forgiven. Just as that king had mercy and forgiveness for his servant, so too does our king, God, have mercy and forgiveness for his servants, all of us. But the third point, and maybe the most critical, I don't know, but it's we must forgive others. And as the parable went, when that servant who was forgiven the great debt, when he did not forgive another's debt to him, we're now calling him the wicked servant. And you remember what happened to him, is everything he had was taken and he was put into prison. We have to forgive others. And forgiveness isn't always easy. Sometimes it is. It's easy to do. But sometimes it's really hard. Jesus had to hang on a cross and die for forgiveness for us. But forgiveness is our calling. It's our love for God, and it is our love for him and our obedience to him as well to forgive. Now, after the last homily, I had two kinds of comments from people, both of which I really, really appreciated, by the way. Don't critique me. Okay, but you're welcome to come up and comment. But I had several people came up and said, you know, I, can, I forgive, and this is how I forgive. And I really appreciated those comments. I really did, because they had some people, had some, some really good things to say. And a lot of different things, too, by the way. There's not one size fits all here. But I had other people who said, you know, I really wish you would have gone further and, and told us how to forgive the big stuff. 
And that's where I kind of resisted doing this particular homily. And, and I'll tell you why. It's because I have to confess before all of you. Because I have been foolish enough to say out loud, I will never forgive you. And I didn't for a number of years. It's nobody in this room. Quit thinking about it. <laughs> but because I was guilty of that, I really didn't want to do this. But I think it is part of my confession. And unfortunately, Father John isn't here, so I'll have to talk to him later and do this all over again with him. But I blame someone else for something that affected me a long time ago, and it affected me for a long time. And it wasn't until years later that I finally realized this person had absolutely nothing to do with what happened after I left that person's presence. It was done, it was over. And I blame that person for what happened after that, and it was not their fault. And the sad part of it was, is the only thing of that grudge that was affecting anybody or doing anything was to me. I think that person forgot about me within an hour and today doesn't know that I exist. But you know, in a real sense, I was in jail. I was in prison with the wicked servant because of that. And it took me years to figure that out, by the way. But going ahead and moving, I'll tell you how my thought process went on this, but moving into today's epistle lesson, St. Paul is exhorting the church in giving. And I say again that forgiving is giving. But he says in the uh, verse 6, the first verse today, Brethren, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Now, talking about seeds here, and I, I got to tell you this, most mornings during the week I go to the gym and spend some time on an elliptical machine, which is really, really boring, and there's all kinds of TVs up in that room, and so I broke down, and I actually I had a coupon. I paid five bucks and got some earbuds. One of them doesn't work anymore, so I'm only getting sound in one ear now, but I'm not going to watch the news. It is the most depressing thing, I think, on TV. Uh, the sports shows, they're yelling at me, trying to convince me who's the best player or whatever. So I ended up watching the Discovery Channel. Um, some really weird programming on that uh, channel. Um, but I, there was this uh, a husband and wife. They were up in Alaska in the, uh, and they're, they're making uh, uh, pasture for their livestock. And they need to, they, they cleared it and uh, they needed to seed it. And so the husband is explaining to his wife, because um, it's Alaska, I guess you can't use mechanical seeders, so they're, they're seeding by hand. And he's going through, he's explaining to her how this is done and how, how critical it is to make sure you get the coverage and the overlap, because if you don't, you get bare patches of ground. And that was very critical for their survival and the survival of their livestock. And so you had to make sure you sowed the seed bountifully. Well, just as with that seed, so and with money, by the way, I won't just skip over that, but the same is true of forgiveness. If you're going to sow your forgiveness sparingly, you're going to get 
forgiveness back sparingly. You're going to end up with those bare patches in your life. Without true forgiveness, you're not going to get true forgiveness. Going to verse 7, each one must do as he has made up his mind, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. You know, we're not forced to forgive. That's why I was able to go so many years without doing it. We have free will. We can make up our minds. And that's what it took, finally, the realization that, you know what? It's not this person's fault. I'm just going to make up my mind to forgive them. And it's hard, but I was able to do it. But there's a direct connection between our forgiving others and the forgiveness we get back. So I got to the gospel thinking maybe after I read the epistle, I thought, you know what, I can just move that aside. Maybe the gospel will help me. And so St. Luke starts off in verse 6, and the, uh, and the Lord says, As you wish that men would do to you, do so to them. And I thought, uh-oh, this is really going down the wrong trail for me. I don't want this. But what do you want others to do for you? I know what I want. I want their help, and I want their forgiveness. And, of course, you can say, well, I forgive, and I love, and, you know, I get along. Yeah, but do you do it to those who you don't get along with, who haven't given you forgiveness? Because moving on, in Luke, the Lord says, if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And he says the same thing about those who you do good to. If you're doing good to them just because they do good to you, that's no credit. Because sinners do the same thing. And lending money, the same. You know, it's not a like-for-like like thing. It isn't. We're called for more than that. We're not just going to give back exactly what we receive from others. We need to step out. We need to do this work in obedience to God of forgiving. Let me tell you another little story about me. This one's much more contemporary. My youngest son takes uh, dance lessons downtown, and his dance studio has a very small parking lot. Uh, and you have to cross through another parking lot to get to this parking lot. And generally speaking, the, it, the, the dance studio parking lot is, is full. The lady who owns the parking lot you have to cross over for some reason does not want anybody to park in her parking lot, no matter if there's any spaces or not, unless you're a tenant of hers in the building she also owns. And so Timmy's uh, lessons generally end well after 5 o'clock, sometimes <laughs> almost 7 o'clock, and you would think it's just no big deal. You can park there. There's like three cars and 30 spaces. But one day, and I'd been warned, one day I was in a parking space, and she drove up in her big, shiny car, her big, shiny Mercedes, and she drove up, and she rolled her window down, and she gave me a flicking motion with her fingers like there were crumbs on the counter, and she said, move. This is my lot. And Well, I, I moved and didn't say too much, but I was pretty mad, and... and um, I, not so much she may move her parking lot. She can do what she wants with it. But, you know, she, I, I felt like she just treated me like dirt. 
you know, flick somebody. You know, move. You're bothering me. Um, and I came up with this whole thing in my mind. I bet you she goes home. I bet she sits down and starts drinking, you know, martinis and, you know, <laughs> probably falls asleep on the couch watching TV. And, but you know what? I need to forgive her. And, and I have. I have. It's hard. It's hard. And we all, all are called to forgiveness no matter what. So now what? Well, how do we do it? Well, as I said, it's hard. And it is, it is work. And sometimes it's really hard to forgive people. Growing up, of course, you know, we had five boys in our family. My dad and mom had the most horrible punishment for us boys when we fought. We had to kiss and make up. And <laughs> if you don't think it's hard to go to your brother and have to kiss him and he kiss you, no, trust me, it's hard. Don't try. But I will say this. By the time contact was made, everybody in the room was laughing. So it did it. It was hard work, but it worked. Now, I'm not suggesting that that's what you do, unless maybe a married couple might need to do that. But maybe there's some more practical things. So let's start with prayer. And I think I would say pray, 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 pray. Just keep praying. You know, we've got the mother of God, St. Athanasius. You know, pray for me. Pray, help me to forgive. We've got the Lord, St. John the Baptist. Pray. Just ask for help. We need to. We need to ask for help. Pray. We've got the Lord's Prayer. And again, you know, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. You know, that's quite a uh, statement that, that to, to be making. And we need to be forgiving if, if we are truly sincere about what the Lord told us to pray. The examples of people today we're celebrating the Hieromartyr Gregory of Armenia. The guy was thrown into a pit of poisonous creatures for 14 years. The coal's out. He goes and heals the king who threw him in there and baptizes him. You know, I think if anybody had reason to not forgive, it might have been St. Gregory, but he did forgive. I was reading uh, Father Arseni, and, you know, who was uh, living in, in Soviet Russia during the most horrible time for an Orthodox Christian to be there at all, any Christian. And, you know, he endured labor camps that were designed to kill. And he made it through years and years without being bitter. And, in fact, he was able to convert not only fellow prisoners, um, but also guards, and even some of the uh, administration of the, the camps he was in. You know, It was hard work. I mean, it took him years, and he endured tortures that just are unimaginable to us. He was able to do it with God's help. My wife asked me the other, uh, yesterday, actually, she says, what's your topic? So I told her. She says, oh, you're going to use that quote from St. Seraphim? And I said, what quote is that? So she sent it to me. 
And the answer is yes, I'm going to use it. St. Seraphim says, you cannot be too gentle or too kind. Shun even do appear harsh in your treatment of each other. Joy, radiant joy, streams from the face of him who gives and kindles joy in the heart of him who receives it. All condemnation is from the devil. Never condemn each other. We condemn others only because we shun knowing ourselves. When we gaze at our own failings, we see such a swamp that nothing in another can equal it. That is why we turn away and make much of the faults of others. Instead of condemning others, strive to reach inner peace, keep silent, refrain from judgment. This will raise you above the deadly arrows of slander, insult, and outrage, and will shield your glowing hearts against all evil. Forgive. Don't condemn. Forgive. Other things may work for you. Do them. Do them. Whatever works. And of course, we do need to do as God commands us in today's gospel. Love your enemies and do good and lend, expecting nothing in return, even the forgiveness. Forgive without expecting in return. And your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High, for he is kind to the ungrateful and the selfish. Be merciful, even as your Father is merciful. So we need to obey God as well. Forgive others, both the little things that seem insignificant and the big things as well. Remember the wicked servant? He was forgiven a huge debt, but didn't forgive the small debt against him. He ended up in that prison. Don't let yourself end up in the prison of your own making. You know, Father Arseni also said, by the way, one thing to, to use. Put yourself in the other person's place. And I was like, well, that's a good idea. But then he goes on to say, then you're going to see how irrational you've been. Kind of like thinking that lady in the parking lot um, goes home and does whatever. I don't know what she does. But you know what I've come to, to realize is I have no idea why she's the way she is. But something must have happened. And now I've, I've actually, I've prayed for her. So The Lord says in... Uh, or, or St. Paul actually says of the Lord in Romans, Romans 12, 19. He says, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Don't let the Lord do that part, okay? Let's obey God. Let him do his work, and we'll do ours. Forgiveness. Let's make it our life's work. 